Hello, everybody, and welcome to the History Voyager. My name is Benjamin Kitchings. As always, there are a zillion podcasts out there. Thank you very, very, very much for listening to mine. This is an anonymous Ukrainian. I wanted to have him on to explain, or I guess to update the situation. You know, the thing is, talking to people in the Ukraine, as I have, these people are used to a lot of pressure. At least the people I've spoken with are. I I couldn't imagine average, everyday Americans putting up with the geopolitical pressure that that these people in the Ukraine uh, put up with. Um, I found out some very interesting um, facts of geography here. Um, Kiev, that's Kiev, but Kiev is actually a hundred miles from the Russian border, so it's it's fairly close to Russia. Uh, this he saw it as an extension of things that have been going on for about eight years, and you know I I've seen this person. He's a fairly young man. Um, I, I couldn't guess how old he is, but I would say he's a fairly young man. But I'm I'm just gonna throw throw this into the world. If there's a person in the Ukraine who can speak English, who is say I don't know, in their fifties, or maybe their late late or middle forties, or even older than that, I would really love to speak to this person, because I think part of what is going on here is that he doesn't remember as an adult, although he clearly remembered it, but not as an adult The uh, before the pressure. So, after the fall of the Soviet Union, but before the pressure. But then again, I, I don't truly know how old uh, this young man is. The thing I wanted to say is that what Vladimir Putin apparently wants to do which he was able to do with other former Soviet republics, was absorb them back into a newly uh, formed Russia and essentially reform the Russian Empire, if you will. The Russian Empire existed uh, prior to the rise of communism. And basically, we in the West... um, should be rather hesitant of that, I think. I also think the other thing we need to keep in mind, and I spoke about this with a with a guest, which I'm going to put this podcast out um, fairly soon, I would imagine, is, you know, Russia is a master of propaganda. And they radicalize all over the world, the far left and the far right as well, against their that country's middle. And I think, uh, in fact, I know that's going on. Um, one has only to go to, to go onto sites like Reddit, 
and Twitter and see this firsthand. Um, I think one of the things that's going to have to come out of this, because we now live in a global village. Absolutely, we, we live in a global village. I think one of the things that's going to have to come out of this, because our founding fathers simply did not understand the the thought that the press could be these large corporations which would be treated as businesses more than, I, for lack of a better term, uh, a public trust or something like that, or however they would have, however Washington and and James Madison and all that would have thought of, uh, say, the Pennsylvania Gazette. Okay, well... When you're dealing with a website that has anonymous posters, and these anonymous posters can be literally sitting anywhere, you know, that's one thing. But when you have websites that can be owned by intermediaries but controlled by heads of state uh, in countries that we in America ought to be afraid of, I think we need to think about that. I honestly do. I think... Very clearly, we need to think about that as a society. You know, a lot of a lot of these Facebook memes are actually made in um, buildings in in places in Russia, and are put on the internet. And people engage with them and share them around. And I I think we need to we need to do something about that as Americans. And I'm and I'm pretty sure that though that might seem uh, a controversial take now I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have been a controversial take 20 or 30 years ago oh my how things have changed in this country in the last 20 and 30 years and the longer I get into this podcasting and the more I speak to people in other places all over the world I, I really wonder if Part of the reason America's politics have become so divided and so radicalized and so this and so that has more to do with Russia than it does us. Okay. Also, you know, China is the purveyor of hardware and they they have been known to install malware in, in computers and phones. I mean, that's just open... That's just known. But I think, um, certainly, I think in the last 10 years, for sure, people have started to realize that um, the end of history, uh, Francis Fukuyama's book, The End of History, was essentially bunk, that um, basically the neoliberals, which... Uh, Dr. Campbell talked about on my podcast, but the neoliberals essentially sold a fairy tale uh, to the world. And Americans bought it hook, line, and sinker, if you ask me. All right, everybody. Um, That's enough of my soapbox. Uh, This is a roughly 36, almost 37-minute podcast with a very brave individual in Ukraine. I want you to give it a listen, and I want you to share it around. 
And the thing I want to talk about is right now, you know, it's it's kind of like this is a slowly uh, pressurizing situation here that to hear him tell it has been pressurizing for eight years. Well, who I want to talk to are, like I just said, people um, who are old enough to have experienced the land before uh, before the present day. So before 2014, when this, when this situation um, came up, I want to meet with, virtually, with adults who experienced Ukraine as an adult before 2014, but maybe post the fall of communism. So... There's like a 20-something year period there we can we can play with. All right, everybody, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Have a, have a good day, and um, I'm going to have other content uh, out on the feed uh, pretty much uh, probably tomorrow or maybe even later tonight, but definitely tomorrow. All right, everybody, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, I'm here with that same anonymous Ukrainian person. Um, so since we've talked, I've seen some footage of Russian tanks and Russian artillery crossing into the Ukraine. Um, yeah. yeah. Is anything different where you are right now? Well... You wouldn't believe, but it's not like um, for us um, not much changed because all this shit, as I told, started long ago. And for example, last summer there were like 120,000 of Russian troops on our border. So right now it's 150, not a big difference. Yeah, so not much changed here. Of course, tension grows up, uh, everyone is a little bit nervous, well, not a little bit, people are pretty nervous, but life goes, on. life goes on, we still believe that nothing will happen, and if it will happen, we are ready. So, people are, you would say, more or less used to the tension where you are. Yeah, of course. There are a lot of people that uh, are in complete denial. Um, they are mostly older people that still remember USSR and uh, they believe that uh, we are friends, the same nation, whatever you call it. Um, but uh, most of the people, like, uh, we just live with it for many years. Well, for eight years, so it's just normal state. Wow. Do you remember what what things were like eight years ago? Well, <clears throat> take a look. So um, it was completely different because no one expected it. Like, uh, sure, we had uh, a lot of 
problems, but uh, it was nothing that we could not deal with. But uh, when all this stuff started, it was uh, absolutely unexpected. We were not prepared to protect ourselves, and uh, but in any way, in very short period of time, well, our country grouped and uh, we could uh, stop this uh, army where they are now. Uh, right now, uh, things are totally different. Um, our army is maybe tens, tens times stronger. Uh, people are, people do not have. Uh, does not have these beliefs in mo well, most of the people, of course. Uh, well, and um, it's hard to say, but uh, I talked to some uh, military guys, and for example, well, um, no, when uh, all this shit started in eastern part, so uh, Russian army used um, civilian people, like for example, uh, our guys blocked road. And uh, you can imagine that civilian people just they were asked to go to our border, and with them, um, Russian guys with army, they were they were passing passing with them like with civilians. And uh, what our guys did, they just passed back because they didn't want to shoot civilians guys. They didn't want to like these unnecessary murders. Uh, well, let's see. So right now this probably will not work because everyone who will cross border will be an enemy in any way and they will be destroyed that's a, that's a move here okay okay um do you think the ukrainian military is uh better prepared than they were eight years ago much better it's um, Okay. You, you cannot compare it. So uh, okay. eight years ago, there was like a lot of. It appeared that in our top military management uh, were a lot of people who actually worked for Russia. <laughs> like it's uh, insane, and uh, it was cleaned up. It took uh, this five years, something like that, and still there are news that some guy sold some secrets to Russians and uh, this guy was put to jail, something like that. Uh, but uh, right now it's 100% uh, pro-Ukrainian, 100% ready. And uh, if eight years ago all the, all the people that went to the went to this war were not only uh, professional soldiers they were just civilians like me so everyone just uh, volunteered to take a part in this to protect ourselves uh, so right now uh, something like five hundred thousands of people already passed this war and uh, they know what to do they are prepared and they have more weapons right now so thanks for all the nations that supported us, all the Western, American, Great Britain, Lithuanian, uh, everyone else. Because right now we have prepared people and we have uh, a lot of weapons that uh, we can use. Okay. Um, do you happen to know where those weapons, who provided those weapons? 
No, sure. It's uh, like you know, everyday news. It's part of the it's part of the informational war. So we know what countries uh, gave us what, and uh, and of course we do not know everything. So we just show that um, we have how to stop them. And uh, um, the biggest one of the biggest concerns was that uh, Russia has about. 1,020, I'm not quite sure, but it's more than 1,000 tanks on our border. And we we have, I don't know how much, but uh, dozens times less. Uh, <clears throat> so we could not stop them, but uh, we received American javelins, um, British, uh, from Great Britain, they are not British, but from Great Britain, and LAW. A W and NLO, it's called NLO, and uh, and stingers from Lithuania, and we have our own um, development, so we develop uh, something similar here, and uh, based on that, we our military force prepared a lot of videos where it shows how these uh, rockets help to stop uh, Russian tanks. And uh, it's part of the informational war because right now all the Russian guys, so they, they have Facebook, they have YouTube, like everyone, so they can see it. They understand where they are and what are they going to do. So they see it and uh, they will think twice if they want to do it. Yeah. Um, the US, I, I read or I saw online that the United States uh, moved the embassy and they told American citizens to leave Ukraine. Um, where is Kyiv uh, in relation to the Russian border? Well, it's pretty close. It's, uh, it's, it's something about 100 miles. It's on the north of the country. That's not very far at all, actually. Yeah, exactly. And uh, um, who doesn't know that's our capital city? And uh, but it's quite a big city. It has more than two million people living there. And yeah, it's really right. wide. And uh, I cannot imagine how they're going to occupy it. Let me let me just uh, Google um, a map of Ukraine. Um, so you're you're basically um, it's your idea that or your thought is that you you essentially have gotten used to uh, a significant Russian presence on your border. It's not only on border, it's already in our country. Well, Crimea was occupied, uh, eastern part was yeah. uh, occupied, so it's already there. Yeah, and the, the Donbass region. Exactly, this region and uh, what's, yeah. what's they about to what is about to happen is official intervention. Like, right now they do not officially do it, they do it, do not 
sorry, they do it not officially, but uh, uh, what are they preparing for is an official invasion. If it, if who, it can be official. Yeah. Who who do you mean they? Like the 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 West or Russia is preparing for. Um, uh, well, t- uh, we do not want this. Well, we just want yeah. to get rid of us and just uh, leave us. Yes. So, uh, all this started when, so take a look at uh, 10 years ago, nobody ever wanted here to join North Atlantic Alliance or NATO. How, how do you pronounce it? NATO? How is it? Uh, NATO, yeah. NATO. Oh, right. NATO. So we did not want it. So maybe 10 or 20 percent of people wanted to do it. Uh, and uh, maybe a little bit more people, like something like 30 percent, 40, wanted to join the European Union. So we were pretty neutral. Well, we wanted to be friends with like uh, East, with West, doesn't matter. And uh, in 2014, when our pro-Russian president, when we started this revolution and we made him to leave the country, um, Russia occupied parts uh, of our country. And uh, right now there are like 60% of people who want to join. European Union and something like 55% who want to join NATO. And uh, a couple of years ago, it was officially added to our constitution that we are going to join these two organizations. So, in my opinion, it's, it was made because of Russia. Like, we did not want it. Well, we were invaded, we were occupied. Okay. And that's why we are just in search of protection. So, you're, you, so, okay. So your idea, or, or the general idea, rather, is that Russia um, invaded Ukraine because it's in the Constitution that they want to join NATO and 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 uh, the EU, the European Union. But no, it's just an excuse. Well, it was it, it was added to Constitution because Russia already invaded us, and uh, yes. Order is different. Okay. 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 Um, so the idea that um, I think Putin has said, now correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I think Putin has said that he won't invade the Ukraine if uh, Ukraine is not allowed in NATO or the EU. So that to you is basically a false choice. Well, take a look. They, he, all of them, they do not uh, use terms of innovation. They speak in some diplomatic language. Uh, yeah. They discuss European um, peace, like uh, European defense and European peace system. Uh, yes. All these discussions two months ago started with uh, with uh, um, these topics that NATO is too close to Russian borders, and uh, it was asked uh, that uh, USA, not the NATO, but USA, should make NATO to go back to the borders of when it was in 1997. 
So it okay. basically means all the Baltic countries like Lithuania uh, or Bulgaria, I guess this one is also in NATO. Uh, like they should um, get out of NATO, and uh, like uh, there will be peace. And you should understand, and well, you probably understand that uh, it's insane. Like, what's the point of NATO if you can just ask right. them to leave? Exactly. Uh, so, I guess they just ask, you know, when you want something, you just ask more and you will get something in the middle. And uh, probably the point was to uh, make Ukraine not get into NATO. Maybe it was uh, the whole target, the whole goal, because Belarus, that is on the north from Ukraine, is like uh, right now it's not officially, but also under Russian control. You can see that the Russian army just goes like, through country in one or another direction. They do not even ask the Belarus president and Belarus people. So this is another buffer zone between us and uh, between Russia and uh, Western countries. And they want us to be the same buffer zone. And it means that they want us to be like Belarus where they rule. Because it's like yeah. um, only officially it's uh, well, what, official, I, what, yeah. I, what I keep reading is that essentially what Putin wants to do is to bring back the Russian Empire. Exactly. Looks so. Yes. This guy is insane. So, like last year, he he created some very weird book where he tried to prove that uh, there are no such country as Ukraine, and uh, Ukraine is actually part of Russia. And uh, it's just just insane guy. And I. I guess he actually believes it. Well, he's really old. He has a nuclear weapon. He believes in that USSR uh, was the greatest uh, thing that happened in their history, and they want it back. At least Putin does. Well, you know, oh, that's okay, a very complicated the guy, the, question. The guy. Okay, wait. The guy writing the book or, or Putin? Uh, this is the this is his book. Putin wrote this book. Ah, uh, okay. Is it's, that, not, it's not large, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me ask you a question. Um, is that a common uh, sentiment of older Russian people that they want the Soviet Union back? Uh, well, I cannot talk about Russian older people because like I'm not. I do not have any way to discuss it with them, but <clears throat> from what I see here, like I saw some Russian polls, so just I was just curious, like I watched to some YouTube channels where they ask people, and uh, most of the old people who grow grew up in USSR, they want it back because like it's their yours, and uh, they want to feel it back. It's like just kind of nostalgia. How do how do you say? It? So I would say yes, but uh, I'm not the guy whom you want to believe this question. So you would say in in 
basically just in your uh, like your thought is that um, the older Russian people uh, basically think that the uh, the Ukraine, I mean the um, USSR was basically the uh, a better time for them, and they want it back, or not? Maybe not communism, but uh, yeah, not where a communist. Russia, could, yeah, yeah. So, take a look when they discuss, usually discuss USSR. They are talking about the old, the the latest period of USSR when they had some access to Western movies, uh, to Pepsi. It's kind of um like how to say it it's uh, it was very uh, well, cool to have pepsi to have sneakers in ussr when you get it but uh, what are they getting for what are they getting is actually uh, stalin's time when it was like uh, 80 years ago when uh, you could be killed because uh, like you are just uh, voted for a wrong person or just you are not like act like a party, main party says. So they are not getting what do they want. And I'm not sure they actually understand what do they want. Yeah. Yeah, that that's pretty much what a lot of people, I, I think, think is they don't really know what they want. Um, hmm. So how the so do you actually think that there's going to be a war in the Ukraine or not? Uh, well, I don't think so. Well, understand me in the right way, so we are ready for this. Well, I am prepared. I have prepared for this. And uh, I do not deny it. Well, I understand that there is a big chance that it will happen. I understand there is a big chance that it will happen. Uh, but I do not think that uh, it will be. Because uh, right now they have like 150,000 of people on our borders. And the uh, Ukrainian army is bigger. Of course, not the full army will be thrown to to face it, but anyway, uh, numbers of people are very close. Um, and uh, according to last polls, about 37% of Ukrainian people are going to protect their cities with weapons. Uh, of course, not uh, every so man will do it, not every third woman will do it, but uh, let's imagine not 37, but 1% of 1% of people will actually do it. Ukrainian population is almost 40 millions. So it's like 400,000 of people that actually want to protect ourselves. And um, so I don't believe they have enough power to to do it. The only way they can is uh, if they will use aviation and artillery. So uh, these two are our weakest uh, weakest uh, places. 
Um, we do not have uh, much uh, to protect ourselves from aviation or from strong uh, reactive uh, artillery. So if they will do it, well, it will be not just intervention, it will, it will be just real hell. You can just imagine what does it mean when thousands of uh, artillery uh, machines, vehicles uh, started to fire. So it will basically mean that, um, for example, um, in 2014, uh, let's uh, say so, uh, United States president, they pretty much held to occupy Crimea. Well, I do not say that it's his uh, work to do it, but uh, all the Western countries, they just closed their eyes like, okay, they did it. Okay, let's, something, let's do business as usual. Uh, but if uh, thousands of vehicles will start artillery, um, will start artillery shots on our border, I don't think anyone will be able to close their eyes. And it will mean the heaviest sanctions. Uh, it will mean that uh, Russia will not get uh, money from anywhere, uh, including China, because they do not need it also. They do not want to take a part in this conflict. So it basically means, I basically think that uh, it's not going to happen, at least not in this way. Yeah. I know Russia is um, very um, proficient, I guess, or successful. That's a word. That's maybe a word you understand a little better. Um, successful in what? With um, cyber warfare. Like uh, yes, well, you know, today, like five hours ago, um, Ukrainian biggest banks and uh, Defense uh, Ministry and uh, I guess government websites, they were attacked by the DOS uh, uh, cyber attack and it was down for some time and uh, that's how it goes here. Like a couple of weeks ago, it was even bigger, uh, something like, like tens of uh, main websites were down because of all this stuff. It's funny how it's funny. It's it's telling how you say uh, that's just how it goes. You know, it's it's like you just it's just part of the part of what you have come to see is your I guess your your life or your world that your websites go down because Russia is just yeah well that's that's how we live here well okay russians attacked our government websites uh, yeah. i do not know what is exactly point of it because whoever uses government's website <laughs> but uh, attack against yeah. biggest banks uh, that's the problem well some people could not use their uh, cell phones because they could not pay to use uh, NFT and all this stuff because it didn't work. So that was the problem. It's the way how they can bring some kind of instability, some kind to make uh, some economic loss here and um, all of this.
Okay. You know, when you have eight years to live with it, you have much time to um, to size everything, to make some conclusions, to decide what you're going to do, what's going to happen, and what will be your actions in this. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Yes. Yes, so... Yeah, I suppose. Um, how would you have contrasted your opinion of the situation now versus eight years ago? Um, I don't quite understand the question. Like, uh, you mean uh, what? What was in war? What did you think of Russia invading the Ukraine eight years ago? Well, I, I we didn't think it will happen. It was like, of course, we had some kind of economic conflicts, but uh, nothing like this. So you should understand that USSR was really big country and it was a common situation when people from uh, Western Ukraine goes to Eastern part of Russia, like for thousands and thousands of miles. And they make, they make families there and they still have relatives on the Western Ukraine. And they go for rest to the south of Russia, like to somewhere on the somewhere on the Caspian Sea or whatever. And uh, it made people to have connections uh, across very wide uh, amount of land. So, for example, I have relatives uh, in R Moscow region. I have relatives. My my girlfriend has uh, relatives in Lithuania. And uh, I have, I had friends in uh, Crimea and uh, stuff like that. So people have connections over all USSR. And uh, when it happened, it's like people that you talked or Skype talked or Zoom right now. So imagine that uh, yeah. on the yeah. next day they uh, say, "Okay, Crimea is not yours anymore." Well. Uh, New York is not yours, well, it happens. Huh. Okay. Um, wow. Um, is your view that, that the war won't happen in the Ukraine, is that uh, a dominant view there, or...? Well, uh, going back again, the war is already there. It's already here. It's already going. Okay. We are talking about uh, full-scale war, about hot war, because right now it's like uh, the first world war. Everyone is sitting in their places and just uh, shoot yeah. each other over a few miles. Um, but uh, I cannot say for all people, like, when you go to the street, uh, if you would not know, if you would not read uh, any news, you will not uh, notice anything. But just regular life, people go to work, they go to yeah. dates, uh, they go to restaurants, whatever. Yeah. Um, but everyone leave it. Uh, everyone lives with it in their own way. 
like somebody just prepare themselves, somebody deny, somebody pretend nothing happens and stuff like this. Yeah. Cool. So why do you think, um, what do you think changed between, uh, why do you think suddenly Russia decided to uh, go deeper into the Ukraine? Well, there are no logical excuses for it. Maybe this guy Putin just... uh, wants to be president and he needs some kind of approval from uh, his uh, people like um, before 2014 when the Crimea was occupied his uh, um, his support from people was was something like uh, 60% uh, what was pretty low for him and after Crimea happened uh, it grew up to 8 with something percent so people uh, supported it they were uh, very happy with it that they occupied part of another country so maybe it's an excuse for him like he wants uh, all of them to be to support him to be the um, to be the Tsar of Russia for all his living Another option is that uh, he believes that actually NATO and the European Union are going to invade Moscow. What else? There are no economical reasons for it. Because if they will do it, they will not get anything of it. It will be just another uh, burnt uh, land, another destroyed businesses. So there are no logical reasons just something that they believe so so you think um so you think then that um this is almost it's almost sounding like you think this is a fantasy that Putin has that the ukraine the the ussr i mean russia is going to be invaded by nato when that's wow Uh, Oh. Well, uh, well, once he already told that the uh, crash of USSR was the biggest, uh, it was the biggest um, loss of uh, 20th century. So he actually likes it and he definitely wants to get it back. Um, there are a lot of uh, organizations here in the east of Ukraine and in in the east of Europe and in Russia, that um, all ex-USSR countries uh, participate in. And uh, I believe that the plan was to somehow through these uh, organizations to get to get USSR back. And uh, they that is what they did. Well, they did it with Belarus, with Kazakhstan a couple of months ago. Um, they did it with uh, other Russian regions uh, where no Russians live. There are no Rus people. They are just Eastern people. They are closer to Chinese guys than to Russians. And that's how they keep it all together. 
Okay, so this is just part of Putin's goal to to get the Russian Empire, the USSR, at least geographically back. Yes, I guess so. Yes. It, it, at least it's at least it is uh, what uh, explains everything. Yeah. Well, um, do you have anything you want to tell the internet before we go? Uh, well, uh, once again, uh, I really, we really, all the country, we really appreciate uh, all the support that uh, Western countries do for us. Well, in some point of time when Great Britain expected it for us, uh, supported us with a lot of weapons. Uh, one of the trending things uh, in Ukrainian internet was uh, God Save the Queen. <laughs> yes, uh, everyone just was posting it. So I just want to say thanks for everyone who supports us. And uh, I want you to understand that this support uh, is not uh, just it's not for nothing well we will not uh, lose it uh, we will if you saw how war was um, lost in afghanistan so a taliban army just uh, walked through the country they didn't face any problems there so you must understand that it's not the case here well, we will protect ourselves everything we need is just uh, some kind of um, some kind of, uh, I do not want to say weapons because it's uh, not the only thing. I, we just need some kind of instruments. Well, we need uh, informational support, uh, we need uh, diplomatic support, uh, media, whatever. So if something can, if somebody can help us with it, uh, at least go to Facebook and um, write something good. Uh, and just uh, ask your Russian friends uh, what the fuck well, <laughs> can do it, and uh, at least it will help. Uh, so once again, uh, thanks everyone, and uh, be strong. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, let me let me stop.